podcast where we exercise our power culture demons by tackling our media to-do lists one week at a time. With me this week is special co-guest, co-ghost, ghost, Joe Fulgham. Uh, hi, Joe. How are you today? Not a ghost yet. <laughs> uh, I'm too, you know, you always, I think these days you always have to add a considering the war and you wave at the world. Uh, fine, I suppose. Fine. My advisor once told me, you know what you just say is just well enough. Well enough. Yeah. Yeah. I have a whole thing about the, like, not that you were wrong to ask me that, but I have a whole thing that where I talk about, I, I hate that our greeting is, how's it going or how you doing? Like, because we don't really want the answer, right? Like, it's just, hello. And there are other cultures, unlike our North American one, that say things like, uh, I hope you have a good day, or have you eaten, or things like that. And I prefer those so much more, because when people go, hey, how's it going? And all they want to hear is good. My brain goes, how is it go? Oh, Ah, and then I have to go, it's fine, it's good, it's good, everything's fine. So I'm reading the Wheel of Time series right now, and there, mm -hmm. there's a, a culture of warriors, and their they're greetings, their like goodbye greetings for people are always like, may you see the next morning, and it, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels like we're in that age right now. May you wake up without an illness. Yeah. Uh, uh. May may your school not be breached by an angry boy with guns. I God, I didn't want it. We're, yeah, this yeah, is a show about positive getting, stuff. It's, let's, it's getting caustic. So let's this is uh, not caustic soda. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's talk about good things. So what I'm bringing to you, uh, I'll introduce it. Is this you? You asked me to do this, and I. Uh, the problem is I watch a lot of things. Like I, I keep my mind off of the world by just watching tons and tons of stuff. So I didn't really have much of a backlog. And then I just remembered this kind of uh, uh, seminal show for me. And I think it was a big influence for Caustic Soda. And I was like, I want to rewatch that and also watch the stuff I, of it I haven't watched. Is uh, a British documentary. The first season aired in 1978. It's called Connections. It's by science historian James Burke. And it's one of the best things that's ever been created. It's I cannot stress to people how good this is. And the thing the the summary of it that I got rewatching it this time, and I think this will help with our modern day audiences, is it's a look at our tech tree for humanity. Like if you play games like Civilization, right, and you start you you research the wheel, and that leads to roads and stuff like that. Connections is really James Burke going back through time and going, look at this weird one little change, which then bumped into this other little change, which then somebody went, what if I put these together and use it for this problem I've got? And how wild and random and interconnected scientific and technological advancement is. And he does it in just brilliant ways with some really good dry humor he's very quick which is really good for the like it's not a slow show he speaks nice and quickly which i think is very important for the tiktok audience these days oh my god that's what i should do is take connections and just start putting it on tiktok okay that's that's the thing i could do i'm on tiktok now i love you tiktokers even though i'm an old guy um but i haven't decided what i haven't thought of anything i could do on there besides being an old guy going thumbs up Yes. Young people, keep it up. No, no, no. Um, Just uh, yeah, do do that. Put little clips of yeah. uh, of informational stuff. Uh, some people eat that up. Yeah, yeah. I could do that for sure. Uh, so 
it's great. There's three seasons of it, uh, and I just sent you the link, so hopefully you can put it up in the show notes. The Internet Archive has all three seasons up and about the best quality you can expect for something that, that has been kind of hard to track down. Uh, certainly very watchable, and I, I highly recommend anybody go check it out. Okay, we're talking BBC. We're talking 70s. Higher quality yep. than Doctor Who episodes or lower quality than Doctor Who episodes? Well, when I talk about, well, actually, so when I talk about quality, I kind of meant video quality. So it's, it's a lot of it's like, well, we digitized this VHS copy that somebody got off PBS and now that's up on the Internet Archive. It's one of those lost episodes of Doctor Who that they were yeah. able to like get, get their hands on. But if you're asking me, like, what is the production quality when they, again, being BBC, they have a huge advantage of just having the huge BBC archives of costuming and things like that. Mm -hmm. They were able to, they have, when they talk about things in the past, they get actors to redo it. When he talks about things like there was, uh, in one of the final episodes, he was talking about trigonometry and cannons and how this one town basically had measured how far its cannons could shoot, right? They had cannons around the town, so if you'd come to attack, they would shoot you with the cannons. But before you would show up, they would just fire it at a certain degree, see where the ball landed, raise it one degree, fire it again, see where the ball landed, fire it again, see where the ball landed. He's literally there. And then he says, what if you've got bad gunpowder? You want to make sure your gunpowder will project it just as far. He literally pours gunpowder into the little testing chamber, puts a ball on top of it, and it's got one of those... You know when you go to the carnival and you hit it, hit the thing with the hammer and it goes up the, the thing? They've got that, but it's for measuring how high the cannonball goes. And that tells you how good your gunpowder is. And he sets it off. Like, he goes to these places and shows you the historical thing. He, They talk about the steel-tipped pike invention that ruined heavy cavalry. And they literally have a group of, let's say, 60, 70 guys in the full regalia each carrying a pike marching in a square and showing off how they could put their pikes down showing off how they could you do it in 3d animation these days but they show off how they could put their pikes all around them so you couldn't mm -hmm. flank them uh so i would say perfect perfect uh quality like he does that he got the budget to do what he needed to do to present this and show you not just tell you what's going on that's part of why it's so good yeah, this sound. Um, this kind of sounds like there's this uh YouTuber. I I forgot this dude's name, but the deal is like he's going through, and like smelting and building things based on human tech, right? So he started mm -hmm. in, in like the Bronze Age. Yeah, and he's he's building stuff up and like showing like how you built that and kind of going through the tech tree uh, as a, mm -hmm. as it were. So this is sounding kind of like that, just like on a much bigger scale with, with you yeah, know, like human human. Uh, uh, creations and not just like uh yeah axes and uh you know slowly going up smelting iron stuff like that right so in the first episode the trigger effect uh, a good example of the production values of this he specifically talks about the uh, 1965 blackout on the northeast coast of america and how basically one little thing got overloaded and how that meant the power then shunted off elsewhere, which then overloaded that and overloaded that and overloaded that. And while he's talking about it and talking about how everything shut down, they literally have actors on a shutdown subway car, like reenacting how people, because people, they didn't freak out. They like the one woman says, oh, I've got some candy bars here if anybody's hungry. And another one's somebody else says, 
I don't know, maybe we should sing a song. And like, that's literally what happened was people just bided their time by singing. They sang the show me the way to go home song together. <laughs> and so he has these actors on there singing this out. So it feels like you're there. It, it It's really, really good. Yeah. That is awesome. Oh, what are like James Parker? Like what are the other stuff he's done? If Yeah, he so it's he's done three series of connections. He also did a series that's very related to connections. The day the universe changed, but that's more linear. There's kind of a he has a, a, a message he's trying to push in connections that he really comes to in the final episode of the first season, which is so much of technological advancement is really one or more things that we've already got kind of bumping into each other and then being used to solve some other unrelated problem. And because of that, one is he dispels the idea of the genius inventor, right? That it's just somebody going, aha, and I've leapt us forward when it's really just trial and error or, hey, maybe I could use this perfume spritzer to make it so that we don't have to heat up the gasoline that's going into this chamber that's making this little thing that looks like a almost what a chariot with a fucking little engine on the back work yeah. better. And that's where the carburetor came from, right? Little perfume bottles going, psh, psh, psh. they just took that and made it spray gasoline into the chamber. Right. Uh, and there's, and there's something in like, in like research where people are really, they, they struggle to realize that like a lot of this stuff would have happened. It might've taken an mm -hmm. extra year, but these, yeah, but based on how science is built, how how our uh, model of science works, someone's going to figure this stuff out. It's it's not yeah. it's not just one guy uh, thinking about it or the the QAnoners thinking like, oh yeah, the the government had him killed because he had a water. Uh, you know, he finally made the water powered car. Well, the water powered car could be a thing. <laughs> That's there's there's not water powered. There was a thing with water making a, a vehicle, a tractor, way more efficient. Mm. I'm not going to say that's not true because uh, that one I haven't looked up. But but yes, uh, yeah, you can't just power with your power with water. But there was a whole thing with doubled the tripled the the efficiency or something, and they they bought it and put it into a into a cellar. Went, yeah, we own yeah. the rights to this now, and you're not going to use it anymore. Um, I, I still do buy that there are people who have vested interests who try to keep things quiet, but they will, they keep popping up. People keep inventing that new efficient thing over and over again, and they keep having to put legal uh, power onto stopping it. Yeah. It's just so, too bad. So you said that this is kind of like the, one of the, 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 the founding things for CrossCloud or, or one of the things that really inspired. I think, yeah, I, I don't think we ever vocalized it, but I know that both Torin and myself were big fans of Connections. And so when creating Caustic Soda, we wanted it to be a big thing about Connections. It's very entertaining to watch. Uh, and I am not, you cannot get me to watch dry education. I, I just uh, cannot get in, as much as I love learning new things. You have to give me a little something along the way. You can't be too serious. And he doesn't. It's, it's, he doesn't like crack jokes exactly, but there is a lot of kind of smiling as you see the foolishness of former humans and stuff like that that's going on and laughing at, at the things and, and laughing at how odd it is that two things connected together like that. So yeah, I think very much it was in the back of our minds when we did Caustic Soda to like do something like James Burke did, where we're just very honest about it, but also have fun with it. Yeah. So so you're, you're calling it connections actually got something in my brain. Uh, I, I really love this um, YouTube channel called Technology Connections. Mm-hmm. Have you have you heard of this guy? I, I have not. 
Okay. I have not. I'm, I'm going to share 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 the link here. He he goes through and discusses basically just the techno technological versions of this. Uh, you he ha- he has a very dry sense of humor, but it is a sense of humor. Goes mm-hmm. through and explains like um you know, <laughs> the why certain things have caught on, why certain things haven't, mm. heat pumps, stuff like that. He goes through. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, I highly recommend this channel. Okay. Uh, it also, uh, he also like changes the way you do some things. He explains like, hey, this is why percolators suck. And I never really thought about <laughs> how percolators work in, in general. Yeah. And, and like why a percolator cup of coffee is disgusting. And as... And we fi- I finally through this he explains it. it oh God, uh, I want to watch that now. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's a percolator one. He does the test, but he also explains things like you know the uh, U.S. electrical system, Betamax. You know, you know all these these weird little things that that didn't quite work out. Um, video on vinyl. Video on vinyl. Video on vinyl. Yes, there there were uh, RCA tried to do a. a a video on vinyl okay thing so so like R- rca tried to do that there's um you know <laughs> just just all these fun fun things yeah. uh that humans did and then never really caught on like um yeah dvd ram right i remember dvd ram i am old enough to remember when that happened and i thought this is silly <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so de- definitely give give yeah. that a check. It's it's really really fascinating. And now that now that you've like introduced this connections thing to me, it's like, oh, this sounds a lot like this channel. It's called Technology Connections. I really wonder if this dude, I, uh, like you was. I have no doubt. Uh, there was actually another series called Richard Hammond's Engineering Connections that aired in two thousand eight. The first series of it, and it uses the same kind of format that James Burke's connections uses. Uh, I think I've seen a couple episodes. I didn't like it as much, but I'm not as much into engineering as science. So maybe that's why, but probably worth checking. Well, out. Do you listen to the uh, amazing engineering podcast? Well, here's the problem. Uh, I, or well, there's your problem. I think we've talked about this. I, once I started editing caustic soda, I couldn't listen to other podcasts. One is oh, I was, oh. I was just editing too much talking people all the time. And two was, the editing quality on other podcasts would just bother me. <laughs> okay. Caustic Soda ruined so many other podcasts for me. Caustic yeah. Soda was my first podcast. I've I've been very vocal about that. 2010 on my Zoom <laughs> finding it. And th- you set the standard, the gold standard for what podcasts were. Thank you. You know, the 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 sound was just great. You guys were entertaining and uh then I listened to some other schmoes podcasts just like, "Oh, I can't listen to this. Like, there, there's echo. This is clearly done on like a, a t- you, you know, one of those uh, microphones that comes free with an Xbox Live oh, subscription yeah. from two thousand. Like, oh uh. yeah, that's a big, big thanks to Mike Leeson, who is Kevin's brother. Who, uh, he was our our tech guy. He he knew he knew how to set up all the multi track recording. Uh, I mean, I know how to do it now because we did it for six years. <laughs> but when we started, he was like, yeah, here's our multi track recording thing. It's uh, I've got it right here. Uh, the R16 recordable interface controller by Zoom, actually. A- and he got us the good microphones. He knew all about that stuff. Like, we actually spent money on that. And then Torin was the one who's big on editing the podcasts. For the first year or so, Torin edited all the episodes. 
Uh, and then he just got busy and I said, well, you can teach me how to do it and I'll do it. And I joined in and I started editing half or more since. So Torrens edited more than half of them and I've edited almost half of them. I can't remember what yeah. they are. But, yeah. and once you do that, like I, I really got into getting rid of things I hated. Like, <laughs> like pauses. Like I don't, it's not just that dead air is bad, but and I would pull out ums. I can't remember which episode it was. I keep having to try to remember. I wish I could remember. But in one of the episodes, I actually took the ums and put them into another track and then threw them at the end so that you can hear every single um and uh and stutter <laughs> that I pulled out of the episode. And that alone, like that little thing of... Because when you talk to somebody, an um is useful. I'm not saying ums are not useful because it's telling somebody I'm not done yet. Hold on one sec. I'm processing... I will continue talking uh, anyway. That's what I'm talking about. But on a podcast, the people listening don't need that. They don't need to hear you go, uh, it's like this. And if you cut it out and edit it right, you just sound smarter. <laughs> and I, uh, li- Listeners, just so you know, I, I edit about two thirds of the ums out. A yeah. lot of them I feel like are are fine or taking them out removes... Um, yeah, I just, I just did that. Yep. Removes the speed because people go, uh, we'll say blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, who, who was that guy who directed Top Gun? Uh, Tony Scott. And then taking the um out, like, makes it clear. So yeah. you can't take them all out, but there are, there are so many ones. Yeah. I, I annoy my, my uh, co-guests or co-hosts quite a bit with, <laughs> I'll either go complete silent and just process silently mm-hmm. and that causes an entire uh different thing or i'll go uh, bah, 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 like uh ian malcolm from jurassic yeah. park yeah 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 i've tried to pull ums out of the way that i talk but they're a useful part of communication so well what going on to the next part of our uh our episode what what i covered this this is a, a good a good lead-in to talk about joe you are a gamer yeah you game way too much um have have you uh, ever learned science from a game? Oh, oh, good question. God, my memory's so bad. The answer is probably yes. Let me um for a while. Because uh, a lot of it's science fiction. They're not really making up realistic stuff. Well, I'll tell you, actually, Civilization. Um, I mentioned mm-hmm. that with the tech tree. Uh, civilization is great because they have an encyclopedia in the episode that teach that has a little entry about the thing that your civilization just discovered. So I think I absolutely I was not much of a history buff um, because again history my my social it was called social studies when I was in in high school and junior high was not a fun class. It was very dry. It was very read a bunch of these chapters and these boring books about stuff you don't care about or at the time countries I didn't care about because I didn't even know about my own country. Like I'm not I'm not defending young me in that attitude, but nobody (laughs) nobody got me interested in history when i was younger and then when i started playing the civ games and i played the first one and even that one would tell you about the thing that was being researched and that really locked me into giving a crap about history when school absolutely failed so yeah i would say the civ games probably the biggest biggest example of that and still i still play civ 6 every once in a while um and you still go in and and like yeah i just love that stuff yeah, so civilization, absolutely. Well, uh, the game I'm going to talk about today sure. that I, I covered does not do a good job at teaching you about science, but it tries to. <laughs> uh-huh. 
This is a Japanese visual novel. Okay. Called Nine Nine Nine. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Okay. Or if you look it up now, it's probably called Zero Escape. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. This is a simply a bad game. It's an escape room game. You know, uh, one of these games where you're you're trapped in a room. You okay? Trying to find your way out. Your character is named Junpei. He wakes up. He is on a uh, early 1900s cruise liner. He is informed that the ship is sinking, mm-hmm. and he is tasked by a um, mastermind figure named Zero. <laughs> okay. With uh, with nine other people to solve these puzzles that that you are are going through and uh, do it in a certain way, or you you die or you get blown up. Mm-hmm. It is Japanese visual novels are a, a fascinating medium. Mm-hmm. So have you have you played any visual novels? So uh, we played uh, uh, what's the pigeon dating game? We played. Uh, uh, Hattoful Boyfriend. That's right. We played Hattoful Boyfriend for Caustic Soda, uh, which I've played, and I've played a few more. I'm more into the Telltale games, which are mm-hmm. kind of like that, but have kind of a different game style to them. Um, so I've played like the, the Tales from the Borderlands, and I didn't play the Batman one. I, I played a whole... The Game of Thrones one is so depressing, but good. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, Hattoful Boyfriend. Oh, uh, I also have Dream Daddy. I, I love... Dream Daddy's a lot of fun. Uh, Have you touched Doki Doki Literature Club? No, I don't get into a lot of the the Japanese stuff. That was my right, younger right. younger me was into Robotech. <laughs> well, well, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is free. Okay, uh, on Steam, uh, and it it is it is one of these games that is um kind of kind of meta. You know, uh, it, it it was a, it was a big streaming game for a little while right after it came out. You know it. It looks like a stereotypical Japanese dating simulator, um, but it does give you a warning that hey, uh, this is uh, this might have some content that's a little disturbing. Not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed. Yes, yes, I I, I highly recommend it, even if you're not into um, All right. Japanese dating simulators, because it it is fun, or it's fun just to realize what's going on. Sure, but but this this game. 999 it was written and worked on by one of the guys who went out and made another uh just crazy game called Danganronpa. Okay. Danganronpa was a Ace Attorney style trial simulator where you, where there's a a mastermind who trapped uh 16 of the world's most talented high school students in in a in a high school and okay. The the rules were simple. If you if you murder one of your classmates and no one can prove it, you get to leave. Hmm. So it becomes a uh it becomes a game where you're slowly learning these fifteen other people and then there's fourteen people and one of them killed them and you have to figure it out. And if you don't, uh, you know, everyone else gets uh gets locked in this school for the rest of their life. Okay. Well, um, you at least learn it, things for the rest yes. of your life. Yes. <laughs> no. It's it, it it is it is uh it, it is just a wild game. But back to 999, why I'm talking about learning things. This this game has this weird thing where when you go through your fir- your first room, there there's different paths, different 
different brooms to take. The rules of the game, I, I want to explain them. But you have uh, nine other people, or you have eight other people with you. You know, each one has a number, and the way that they can go through doors, you can only go through doors in certain combinations. Okay. So, so you go through with with a few different characters, and almost every time that you you go through a door with a character, they'll mention something like, "Hey, do you know about this experiment?" It's like, "Do you know about the Gansfeld experiment?" And and you kind of like, "No, I I don't." And and they'll and they'll they'll explain the experiment to you, and as you're going through, almost none of these seem to have any relevance to to the greater story about why you're trapped here, what's going on, and slowly it will leak in. Slowly, like you're like, oh wait a minute, everything everything's connected. There's not a single bit of wasted dialogue. Mm. Um, but what what just blew my mind as I'm playing it going through somebody one of the characters like hey junpei do you know anything about ice nine i know a little bit about ice nine <laughs> yeah yeah and then they're like yeah it's 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 uh it's water that melts at 98 degrees uh room temperature and it's like wait what what and then and then they're talking about kurt vonnegut's ice nine that is a major component to the entire science of how of how this game works. Yeah. It is amazing. And it's one of those cat's cradles, one of those books that I love so much that a simple reference to it will make me happy. You, you know, it'll be like, it, 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 it's a way to get me immediately on the side of whatever, like, okay, this story's dumb, blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, you're was, was, was that, was that a Kurt Vonnegut joke? Oh yes, absolutely. This is, this is a good game. This is, this is the best game. The series has three other games. They go, Apparently, get like a lot of timey wimey, a lot of uh, a, a lot of murders, um, a lot of characters, characters going crazy, and that's one of the best parts about these multiple path games. And you have to do all the paths to figure it out and figure out who zero is and and all these saw things. Um, and good good puzzles, but the the fun part is getting to a bad ending where a character has gone crazy and it's not a character you expect, yeah. and they're like all of a sudden they have an axe, and you're like. Where the heck did they get this axe from? Why do they have a gun? And it's um, it it is it is uh wonderfully entertaining. Mm. It is a game. Uh, if you have played the old Flash escape room games, you know, just click. There, there used to be uh on a Newgrounds like staple. You'd mm-hmm. be stuck in a room. You know, do do little puzzles, sliding tile puzzles, stuff like that to to get out. Yeah. Um. Or or oh yeah, that's right. These things became real life escape room. The 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 things people pay money to get locked into. Right. I've been it's, in one. It, yeah, yeah. It's it, very frustrating. I, I, <laughs> it, it it can be incredibly frustrating. Um because of, especially if everyone else is an idiot. Because yes, oh my god, not everybody, just one guy. Um I, I can tell you what so one of the things we had to do is there was like a weird ducting with a plug on it. And I was like, oh, we obviously gotta take this over and plug it into here. And we're like, okay, good. That did the thing. We've unlocked and we've moved forward. And so me and a bunch of my other clever friends were all, okay, da 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 da. And this one guy kept being like, maybe we got to unplug this and put it somewhere else now. And we we're like, no, that's not. What do you? No, what do you? And he just kept unplugging it. And we're like, put that back in. Like, <laughs> and we didn't solve it because he just kept saying, no, but I think we have to do something with this still. We're like, we did a thing with that. They don't make you do it again unless they hint at you that you have to do it again. And there's no hint. I was just like, can we just... Mm. 
It was not somebody. I, it was some friend of a friend. And I was, those are always the worst because like you can't yell at them because you, yeah. you, you know, you, you don't know them well enough to, yeah. to call them an idiot. Yeah. yeah. When you have to engage the, the, your social graces circuit while trying mm-hmm. to tell somebody they're wrong, that's like two parts of your brain working at the same time. I only want one part working at a time. Most of the time. Don't, don't, don't make me have to merge your wrong with being polite at the same time. I'm not good at that still. If that's the way you feel, you'll be screaming at your computer if you ever get through this game or ever just watch a streamer play it. That, that, that's the, that's the correct way to do it. Yeah. Is to watch a streamer react to the insanity that happens. Yeah. Um, I scream at streamers. I do. I mean, I scream at games I play. I play Overwatch quite a bit. And so mm-hmm. Overwatch, you'll have a lot of teammates who just don't really know what they're doing. Be like, why did you go there? Why? I, I I played Overwatch for about six months after it came out, and I'm, you know I'm 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 good now. I, I don't I don't need any more. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not good with the multiplayer aspect. Yeah, I get it. I, I it scratches so many itches for me. I I don't know if we talked about it before. I've like I I was on a walk with a friend and I I gave them my whole like multiplayer shooter, uh, multiplayer team based shooter history going all the way back to to Quake 2's Loki Minions Loki's Minions Capture the Flag, which was the first team based shooter game. I, it was a mod for Quake 2. It had uh, it was called LMCTF is probably the best way to search for it, and it it, it was the first game that had like a it had a, a grappling hook in it, so like you could in Quake 2 point somewhere grapple and then let go while flying through the air shoot people but they'd be flying through the air and while that's all going on somebody would try to capture your flight like that blew my mind and i all i wanted to play was team-based games because my brain loves not just the can i aim and shoot and do that part i love that part but then the overall strategy of where do you sit how do you cover this flag how do you time your attacks to get a flag and stuff like that which then got me onto tri- Star Siege Tribes, uh, Tribes Two. I played thousands of hours of both of those games. Uh, Counter Strike, Team Fortress Two, and now Overwatch. Like, there's not been a time in my period in my gaming history from Loki's Minions up to now that I haven't had a team-based shooter that I play regularly. That's just how Try. I work. The jetpacks and tribes were so much fun. That that is what I remember yes. about tribes. D- that is why I'm a far up main in Overwatch. I, I got into Overwatch <laughs> and they were like, "There's a character with a jetpack and a rocket launcher," and I was like, <gasps> "My tribes days are back!" And it's so much of what I learned playing tribes has made me a skilled. I'm way better at far than other characters usually. Maybe some of my tanking's better, but yeah, when it comes to DPS uh, damage characters in Overwatch, I'm a far character, hundred percent. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. So I did remember another. I don't know if you call this a visual novel. It's more of, a, I guess, a dating game, but it uses the same kind of format. Is uh, and I want to talk about them because they're so good. Is Monster Prom and uh, Monster Camp its sequel, which are please do they are. I cannot speak well enough of these games go buy these games and support these developers what it is is it's a dating sim set in a high school for monsters but and it, it gets it's very it's very adult like you're not going to see like naked pictures or or anything like that but they are all people like they they're all horny like and there's a whole bunch of innuendo and like the ghost 
uh, died from probably doing way too many drugs. She's super into drugs, but they can't hurt her anymore because she's a ghost. I, I don't. Does she get other people to do drugs and possesses them? I can't even remember. And all of the characters are conveniently like older than they need to be to be in high school. So none of it's creepy. Like the vampire is 400 and something. There's a ghost. The werewolf is the ultimate him, uh, himbo. He's like captain of the football team and just the nicest guy in the world. The mermaid is aristocracy and like has serfs do everything for her, including chew her food. Like, like she's just, this is the way the, like they're evil, but in a very charming way. And the writing is hilarious and snappy and good. And every time you play through, you're going to get something completely different. And sometimes it's I, fun to fail. Like you said, in those other games, like you don't get I, I the have, date for the prom. Yeah, I have, uh, I have seen monster prom and it, first of all, I, I know it's super LBGTQ friendly, which Absolutely. Uh, is, is awesome because a lot of these dating Sims, uh, go way too hard on the, Oh yeah, you have to be playing a male and you have to be, uh, so there are four Whatever. characters to choose from, and when you uh, select the character, it then pops up and asks you if you'd like their name. They, they're they all defaulted named by their by their color, uh, red, green, uh, blue, and yellow. Um, but they also have uh, a default other name that they can use, or you can enter your name, and then you choose their pronouns, which is, uh, which is a, a she, her, he, him, or a they, them. Uh, they, they can't, they, I guess probably because it would be difficult to put in like custom options or something with the way that it has to pop that into the text. They don't have more than that, which is too bad, but uh, that's fantastic. I, I love it. Uh, and I am not a queer person. I have many queer friends. I love them. Uh, I want them to experience life as I do as a straight white cis male. Like that's, it sucks that the world does not do that. That's my opinion on that. Yeah. I just, uh, okay. Let's get back into positive stuff, but yeah, monster comp. Absolutely. You can date, the the boys you can date the girls you can date the un unknown eldritch beast from another dimension that doesn't really worry about <laughs> pronouns uh, that's in the dlc uh who's then a character in monster camp that you can play they have a there's an interdimensional prince that can randomly show up and he's the example of the dude who doesn't know how consent works like this is a very progressive uh i don't want to use the word woke because that's always a pejorative and and kind of dumb but like it's it really gets it like and it's it's mm. there to tell you about it if you don't it's so good right. yeah now uh w one thing i've always seen about this game though and, and it's always intrigued me mm -hmm. and i've never done the research mm -hmm. it has the multiplayer tag on steam yeah yeah so the there's only kind of a few ways that you interact with each other in the multiplayer but it's really you're taking a turn at a time and the way the game works, the first one works, is you're at school. And you will you can choose a short game or a long game, which has a certain number of days. And each day has a morning class, then you have a lunch, and then you have an afternoon class. And because it's a weird monster school, every time like it's your class, you get to choose where you will go. Whether it's to the library to use the computers to scam people out of money, which will increase your money stat. Whether it's the class where you will then study and you will increase your smart stat. Or it's the theater where you will go and practice acting and you will increase your charm, no, creativity stat. Or to the gym where you will probably do dodgeball and you increase your charm stat because you're such a good leader of your team. Or you can go to the, uh, you can hang go hang out in the, uh, the outdoor bathroom and cut class and that increases your bold stat. Or you can go basically throw a rave at the tree in the back 
during recess, and that increases your fun <laughs> stat. Now, if now it it starts off uh, kind of randomly. Or it, it does a weird thing of like the last person who did this, they like, and you have to choose an order of how everybody goes, and everybody should be honest and stuff. And if I go to say class to increase my smarts, I do my thing, and then it's the next person's turn. They can't also go to class. That's the o- kind of the only way. You all you do is in the multi is you block other people off from making your choice. And then at lunch, you have to choose which table you'll sit at, and you tend to want to sit at the table with the person you're pursuing. But that might also be the table that another, the other person might be, like, there'll be two uh, NPC characters on there. And so if I go there to, say, date Polly the ghost, uh, Miranda the mermaid might be there and somebody else might want to sit with her, but they can't because there was only one seat. So now I have to go somewhere else, which can then lead to more fun stuff because there could be a table with the Slayer, who is basically like a over-the-top Buffy who's there to just murder monsters. Uh, and you get some fun interactions with them. The interdimensional prince might actually be there. The coach, uh, like people that you're not pursuing would be there. And they can lead you down fun, random other story events that aren't about the dating and do other weird, cool things that are super fun. There's, I've played through it a whole bunch of times, and I don't even think I've unlocked half of the endings. And I've played multi- multiplayer with friends a lot because it's it's a great game. You can stream it like so that your friends don't need the game. You stream the the game. And they just tell you what to pick. Like, that's it when it's their turn. Because there's no quick response or anything like that. It's just, I want to go to that table. Okay. And they go to that table. I want to choose this as my response. Okay. And uh, so it's very easy to do multiplayer over the internet if you're not able to all get into the same place. That, that That is awesome. That is one of the great events of, like, the internet uh, recently has been the Jackbox games and other games where it's just possible to stream. like Yeah, Jackbox. Um, I own all the Jackbox games I will buy. And if if nobody has played the Jackbox games, go check them out. They're so good. Uh, Jackbox games, The this game, uh, Among Us, yeah. Uh, especially for me, because I play Overwatch. I don't really have any friends in my local friend group that play shooters anymore. They all had kids and grew up and have other things that they've been working on. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to keep playing games. So my friends that I play Overwatch with tend to be far gone. But with these games, with Jackbox, I can get all my non-gaming friends in. They can absolutely play a game on their phone while they watch my stream. Or they could just watch the stream and tell me what choice their character wants to make when we're playing uh, Monster Prom or something like that. So yeah, that's been a real help, especially during this ongoing pandemic. Okay, moving on from that. Yeah. Uh, So I guess just last thing to kind of ask you... uh, Mm -hmm. Are you excited about anything coming up? Are you, you know, uh, oh. looking forward to anything? Um, summer's got a lot of good, or a lot of things that might be good, might not. I'm um, a pretty big Marvel star. Like, a, uh, my Star Wars history is complicated, but uh, I'm very excited about the Marvel Star Wars stuff. Uh, you know, like the, the Obi-Wan just started uh, pretty good first couple episodes. I was happy with those. Uh, Mandalorian's coming back. Uh, the new uh, Ms. Marvel series I'm excited about. It looks very cute. <laughs> Gaming-wise, I, I, I'm i also a person... I, I really decided... It was probably while we were doing Caustic Soda. Uh, I hate being spoiled. Like, I would prefer to not know almost anything going into something. And so I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, I'll watch your one trailer, Marvel, and then I'm... I know I'm going to go see that movie. So I don't yep. like all sorts of the social media and all the, the like Google's news knows I like that stuff. And it's like, Hey, here's a, it, it, 
here's a bunch of stuff you it's might want to know. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to know. I'm going to go see that movie. Don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know who's in it. Yeah. I don't want to know what happens. Lie to me. The, the number of times you, you've, you've seen uh, Spider-Man, right? Absolutely. The, the new one. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen, yeah. I'm yeah. completely caught up. Yeah. The, the, the number of times that I have uh, gotten kind of ruined that uh, Matt Murdock was going to be in there just because Google decided, you, you know, yeah. Oh, look at the, it. How, how here's an article about how they got Charlie Cox. Like, I don't care. Don't, I haven't seen it yet. It hasn't even started. Don't yeah. make that your title. It just yeah. came out this week. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I, I was talking with a friend of mine who also loves the Marvel things, but again, unlike me, doesn't have the time to watch them all. And he has seen up to what if, and he was going on about Venom and he was saying, Oh man, but wouldn't it be great to get Tom Holland and Venom together? And, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, he's like shouldn't shouldn't they interact somehow or at least cross over or maybe get a venom story with tom the tom holland spider-man they why why can't we get those two together and i was just like you haven't seen the new movie and i couldn't say it but in my head i was like you haven't seen no way home and you haven't seen the end credit scene where tom where venom is there and then he goes back and and spoiler alert if you haven't seen spider-man no way home leaves a little blob of the symbiote on the table which is absolutely set up for what i hope is the black costume for one ep- one season i i want a movie where he gets the black costume and we don't know it's a venom you, you need a whole movie that's not the thing he just has the black costume cool next movie oh this black costume is a problem and then it's the venom movie because that's how it was uh, that, in the comics. Yeah, that that could be fun. Uh, my personal, what what I I want so bad is I want a live action Miles Morales movie with, with mm. no mention of Tom Holland, mm. and then they they do the second movie, and that's where Tom Holland comes in and and dies. <laughs> I'm very excited about Tom Holland's future. That No Way Home was genius. The like the again huge spoiler like you should skip this bit um like the fact like like the the mind wipe and the fact that he gets to start over but start over as the spider-man that was for a while like there have been multiple tellings of spider-man throughout comic history and definitely one was he was a teenager in high school and he you know he was after that girl and stuff but then they grew him up and they kind of restarted him as a young adult working at daily bugle and they couldn't have done that and kept the old stuff that they did in the MCU and the way that it all ended up is just so brilliant. It's so good. And I'm just so excited for the new, the new Spider-Man stuff coming out. I'm so excited for, yeah, I want Miles Morales as well. I, I, yeah. We're going to get him. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna after, get after into the Spider-Verse made so much money and yeah. And, and Black Panther, you, even the, the, the freaking corporate, you know, like, er, we're do whatever like they're like oh there's money in putting uh putting minorities up oh well then again i am a straight white cis guy i want other people to experience hey that could be me like i did like it doesn't all have to be for me i don't understand how they think like i i still get enough mm-hmm. white guys to represent yeah. me in these it's fine they're not all changing stop crying about it yeah. other angry yeah. white people um yeah. Yeah, I I love it. I love and I love that's another thing about social media is I love seeing like young kids of color who get to see like a, a little black girl who saw Captain the Captain Marvel like uh and stuff like that like uh, or uh, Photon, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it's so good. I right, that's it, everybody should get that. Everybody. Yeah. 
exactly. Uh, all right, Joe, uh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on the social medias, Joe Fulgham, in a lot of places. My TikTok is Puckish Grin, but I have only made one post, which is somebody said, here's a good picture of me. And I was like, oh, I have one good picture of me. And I posted that from many, many years ago. Uh, I'm probably going to start posting on TikTok eventually. But I'm on Twitter as Joe Fulgham, joefulgham.com, where I occasionally finally do some blog posts and stuff of stuff I'm working on. Uh, I do professional dungeon mastering at adventureforhire.com, although I haven't been doing that because of the frickin' pandemic and I didn't move it to online yet, but I've had a few nibbles from some people lately and I'm probably gonna get that going again. Uh, I'm also a, a full-stack WordPress web developer and had to let a bad client go recently, so if you need a website, uh, I'm your guy. And again, that's I Because I'm a loudmouth on the internet... I don't advertise the sites I do because I don't want them getting the people angry at me complaining about me. <laughs> so I I had to be honest. A friend was like, why don't you have an online portfolio of all your work? And I'm like, because Nazis freaking hate me because bigots hate me because I, and I don't want to be quiet in order to make money. So, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Thanks again for doing this, Joe. You're very uh, welcome. Yeah, this is I, fun. Yeah, I and really, uh, you really should put some connections clips on on TikTok. I I think that some of those might really go. All right, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andy Noted. You can find us. That's right, this podcast on Twitter at Monkey Backlog. You can email us at monkeyhuffmanbacklog at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, especially on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, Spotify has reviews now you should do that that'd be great we we love five stars uh i guess that'll be it so go get that monkey off your backlog oh wait i almost forgot next week we are doing anime rom-coms that's right i know most of you have already turned off by, by now but you really should it was a lot of fun